Greetings, and welcome to Little Readers Podcast, dedicated to literacy, listening skills, and comprehension, focusing on social and emotional learning. Today, our episode includes the book entitled, Those Shoes, written by Mary Beth Belts and illustrated by Noah Z. Jones, published by Candlewick Press in 2009. This is a realistic story because the events actually happen in real life, and it has an important lesson for all of us. Also, the illustrations add many details to the story, so I will tell you about those details that we get from the pictures as I read. After completing the story, we will discuss what the author wants us to learn from her story. Let's begin. The first page shows the main character, Jeremy, looking wide-eyed in amazement at a huge billboard that has the silhouette of a basketball player with high-top shoes with two white stripes, and the words read, Buy these shoes, Jeremy thinks to himself. I have dreams about those shoes, black high-tops with two white stripes. Back at home, he's drawing a picture of a superhero with those shoes on. He says to his grandma, Grandma, I want them. His grandma replies, There's no room for want around here. Just need. And what you need are new boots for winter, she added. At school, Brandon T. comes in with those shoes. He says, he's the fastest runner now, not me. I was always the fastest before those shoes came along. Now, boys and girls, let's stop and think a minute. Do you really think he got slower because he doesn't have those shoes? I don't think so. Nate comes to school in those shoes. Antonio and I count how many times Nate goes to the bathroom. Seven times in one day, just so he can walk up and down the hall real slow, showing off his shoes. The next page shows Jeremy and four other classmates in the cafeteria lunch line. Jeremy notices Alan, Jacoby, and Terrence each get a pair. Then one day, in the middle of kickball, one of my shoes comes apart. Mr. Alfrey, the guidance counselor, says, Looks like you could use a new pair, Jeremy. He brings out a box of shoes and other stuff he has for kids who need things. He helps me find the only shoes that are my size, and they're Velcro, like the ones my little cousin Marshall wears. They have an animal on them from a cartoon. I don't think any kid ever watched that cartoon. And on the page, you can see Mr. Alfrey leaning on his large box of items for children in need. It's a good thing they found him a pair, I say. When I come back to the classroom, Alan Jacoby takes one look at my Mr. Alfrey shoes and laughs. And so do Terrence, Brandon T., and everyone else. The only kid not laughing is Antonio Parker. The picture shows Jeremy standing in the doorway and all of his classmates laughing. At home, Grandma says, Oh, 
Oh, how kind of Mr. Alfrey. I just nod and turn my back. I'm not going to cry about any dumb shoes. But when I'm writing my spelling words later, every word looks like the word shoes. And my grip is so tight on my pencil, I think it might bust. Stop a second and think how he felt. On Saturday, Grandma says to Jeremy, Let's check out those shoes you're wanting so much. I got a little bit of money set aside. Might be enough. You never know. At the shoe store, Grandma turns those shoes over so she can check the price. When she sees it, she sits down heavy and she's frowning. Jeremy says, maybe they wrote it down wrong. Grandma shakes her head. Then I remember the thrift shops. Grandma, what if there's a rich kid who grew out of his and got two pairs for Christmas and had to give one of them away? In the picture, Jeremy grabs his grandma's hand. We ride the bus to the first thrift shop. Black cowboy boots, pink slippers, sandals, high heels, every kind of shoes except the ones I want. We ride the bus to the second thrift shop. Not a pair of those shoes in sight. Around the corner is the third thrift shop. I see something in the window. Yes, black shoes with two white stripes, high tops, perfect shape, the sign says, $2.50. Those shoes. Jeremy's so excited. On the next page, you see Jeremy sitting in a chair, gritting his teeth, trying to get the shoes on. My heart is pounding hard as I take off my shoes and hitch up my baggy socks. Grandma says, how exciting. What size are they? I shove my foot in the first shoe, curling my toes to get my heel in. I don't know, but I think they fit. Grandma kneels on the floor and feels my toes at the end of the shoe. Oh, Jeremy, she says. I can't spend good money on shoes that don't fit. I pull the other shoe on and try to walk around. They're okay, I say, holding my breath and praying that my toes will fall off right then and there. But my toes don't fall off. I buy them anyway with my own money, and I squeeze them on and limp to the bus stop. At home, a few days later, Grandma puts a new pair of snow boots in my closet and doesn't say a word about my two big feet shuffling around in my two small shoes. The picture shows Grandma sitting on Jeremy's bed next to him. If you look at his feet, he has four bandages, two on his heel, two on his toes. You know what happens when you wear shoes that are too small. You get a blister and oh, do they hurt. Sometimes shoes stretch, I say. Grandma gives me a hug. I check every day, but those shoes don't stretch. I have to wear my Mr. Alfreys to school instead. One day during math, I glance at Antonio's shoes. One of them is taped up, and his feet look smaller than mine. After school, I head to the park to think. Antonio is there, the only kid who didn't laugh at my Mr. Alfrey shoes. Antonio and I shoot baskets. A loose piece of tape on Antonio's shoes smacks the concrete every time he jumps. I think to myself, 
I'm not going to do it. We leap off the swings. In the picture, you can see the tape hanging from Antonio's shoe. Jeremy thinks, I'm not going to do it. We race from one end of the playground to the other. He says out loud, I'm not going to do it. Antonio says, breathing hard, do what? Grandma calls me for supper and invites Antonio over too. After supper, he spies my shoes. Antonio asks, how come you don't wear them? I just shrug. My hands are sweaty. I can feel him wishing those shoes were his. That night, I am awake for a long time thinking about Antonio. When morning comes, I try on my shoes one last time. Before I can change my mind, the shoes are in my coat. Snow is beginning to fall as I run across the street to Antonio's apartment. I put the shoes in front of his door pushed the doorbell, and ran. The picture shows Antonio at the front door, smiling as he looks down and sees the shoes. At school, Antonio is smiling big in his brand new shoes. I feel happy when I look at his face and mad when I look down at my Mr. Alfrey shoes. But later, when it's time for recess, something happens. There's snow everywhere, the teacher announces. Leave your shoes in the hall and change into your boots. Leave your shoes in the hall. It's then I remembered what I have in my backpack. New boots. New black boots that no kid has ever worn before. Standing in line to go to recess, Antonio leans forward and he says, Thanks. I smile and give him a nudge. Let's race, Jeremy says. The last page shows Antonio and Jeremy running in the snow. The end. Now, boys and girls, at the beginning of the story, Jeremy is full of desire or wanting and all he can think about are those shoes. But what is preventing him from getting those shoes? You remember the price. His grandma didn't have enough money for high-priced shoes, but she was thinking of what Jeremy needed more, and that was winter boots. It wasn't that his grandma didn't want him to have those shoes, She knew the boots were more important. Did you notice the good deed that came Jeremy's way to help solve his problem when his old shoes fell apart? Yes, Mr. Alfrey, the school counselor, gave him another pair. They weren't anything like the shoes Jeremy wanted, but they fit and it was better than no shoes at all. Mr. Alfrey was gracious and thoughtful in giving Jeremy the shoes, and someone else was also very thoughtful to donate those shoes to Mr. Alfrey's box. It is thoughtful to donate the things you grow out of so that others in need might get some use out of them. There are many places to donate the things you grow out of. There are thrift stores, like Jeremy and his grandmother visited in the story, churches or schools, the Goodwill Foundation, or the Salvation Army. Yes, it is a kind gesture to help others in need, 
And we should realize not everyone has everything they want. How do you think Jeremy felt when Antonio said thank you for those shoes? I think Jeremy felt like he did an extraordinary act of kindness for his friend. Jeremy learned that he had everything he needed, a caring grandmother, a good friend in Antonio, teachers and counselors that cared about him, and don't forget, the brand new boots for the winter that his grandma gave him, and the Mr. Alfrey sneakers. I hope you enjoyed this book, Those Shoes, written by Mary Beth Belts, with illustrations by Noah Z. Jones, published by Candlestick Press in 2009. I also hope you learned that caring people are more valuable than things. This is Miss Jones signing off until next time. Stay safe, stay healthy, and be happy. Bye-bye.